When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are live. Welcome to The Process. It is Wednesday, January 24th. I am Josh Engelman, here to break down an eight-game NBA slate. Coming off of a weird one yesterday, we got a Terry Rozier trade. We got the firing of Adrian Griffin. And now we are here to break it down for today. If you played my prize picks yesterday, you picked up a dub. Uh, If you didn't, then you didn't. But... We're here now, so hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman. Good morning, everybody. What's going on? What's going on? Good to see everybody here today. Lots to break down. Lots to talk. Gonna be fun. Another day. Let's see. I have some interesting word on Jordan Clarkson you might have thoughts on. Can't say I'm reporting, just passing on something I heard from one of my friends in Utah that's associated with the Jazz. Hit me with it. I'm excited. I'm excited. If Clarkson is involved in a trade, the Jazz want two first-round picks. I bet they do. (laughs) I bet they do. Uh, They will not get that. They will not even be remotely close to that. But the the big thing for discussion of trades, um, and it's the thing that gets lost the most, and it's not really like anybody's fault. It's just a function of reporting. Like, could the Jazz get two first-round picks for Jordan Clarkson? Yes, maybe. I mean, like, I don't think that that is even possible regardless, but uh, hear me out for this one. The key to what... The key to those picks is fully in the protections. Because if you've got two picks that are like... You know, if you give out a pick that's lottery protected for its life or unprotected they are very very different picks and if you want to tell me that the jazz want two first round picks like there's a you know is it you're getting a bucks pick and i'm just picking a team where it's like okay this the this pick is likely to be 28th and it's never going to be higher than the top 20 then like it's easier to acquire two of those when in all actuality what everybody wants to hear is you got x picks unprotected um but yeah like ultimately without knowing the protections just hearing first round pick is a chasm in value 
And until you know those protections, it's impossible to evaluate those statements. Now, uh, th that information will be completely irrelevant for Jordan Clarkson. There is a 0% chance that he can get two first-round picks. I'm not even confident they could get one. I don't think that they could get a lottery-protected first for Clarkson. That would surprise me. Now, the other piece of this is what you want to do financially. And here is the way that you can acquire first-round picks for Jordan Clarkson. Now, Jordan Clarkson is on a... Uh, his contract for this season is $13.3 million. And then he has already exercised an option where he will make... Sorry, he's on a contract for $23.4 million. My apologies. 23-24 season. Making $23.4 million this year. And then $14 million for the next two seasons. The way that you try to get more assets for Jordan Clarkson is to trade him out for a guy that makes more money later. So you get paid in additional... for And this is the other quirk to trying to get uh, contracts correct. Jordan Clarkson can be acquired for two first-round picks if you're willing to take on bad money in the future. So, like, let's say there was two more years left on Ben Simmons' deal. This isn't like the best example, but he's the type of guy that it would matter for. And you wanted to trade Jordan Clarkson for Ben Simmons. Then you might be able to attach two first-round picks to Ben Simmons so that you can pay Utah for eating future salary that looks dead. That is usually the way you see these guys that are like a good second, a crappy first-type deal. That's how you can get that to two while and keep that same optics. But in all actuality, the cost is being paid for future dollars on the other guy. But when push comes to shove here, like, is Jordan Clarkson on a good deal for next year and the following year? 14 million and 14 million? Yeah, like he's that's a that's a mildly valuable contract. He is 31 and a half. You know, that'll be his age 32 and 33 seasons. And he's not really great at anything. Uh, three straight years of below average true shooting at roughly 26% usage. He can't shoot 31% from three, 34% from three, 32% from three. I think you can get maybe like two seconds for Jordan Clarkson. I don't really think there's a first round draft pick out there unless you get a situation where like, let's say... And this is just a random team. I'm not saying there's a fit here or anything, but like, let's say the Clippers wanted Jordan Clarkson and they had like, you know, an already swapped pick where the pick is probably going to end up being like 28th or 29th or 30th. I could see that happening if the team that they're trying to uh, like get him from, if they only have a pick that is current and likely to be late in a first round. But Jordan Clarkson, my guess would be like multiple seconds. I don't think you can get a first for him unless you're bringing back a lot of bad money, which in theory Utah can kind of do. But 
They're trying to keep their, I don't think Utah acquires salary. They need to keep salary space open, not for free agents, but to renegotiate and extend Laurie Markkinen in the offseason. They are going, they have to use cap space to do that. They can change Laurie Markkinen's salary in their upcoming year. So they want to have cap space going into next year so they can renegotiate Laurie Markkinen's contract for next season, pay him more in that season, and likely decline future years. I think that will be the goal of Utah. But they are going to renegotiate and extend Laurie Markkinen. That's going to keep their cap space open. So I don't see Utah as a team that's going to eat more salary. That's probably going to be a Charlotte team where you're going to see like Gordon Hayward go out. You trade Gordon Hayward, but you probably eat some bad money coming back to try to get a first. Um, that's or like Kyle, you know, like Kyle Lowry is probably not going to get traded. I think he's going to have to get bought out. He can't go to second apron teams. But that's the way that you would see that happen. But uh, to, as to that information there is a 0% chance that Jordan Clarkson is traded for two first-round picks unless they eat some wildly dog-shit contracts. That's me talking contracts. I love it. You should start me off every morning talking about stuff like that. I would way prefer it. It's the best. But for now, um, I think we get into this slate. So coffee is here. Excited for it. So uh, let's break it all down if you've got a coffee. Join me in this cheers. If you don't have a coffee, if it's tea or water or beer, if you're hitting the tweeds this morning, go for that. If you've just got breakfast, that'll work too. But now, I say cheers to you guys. Rise and grind. Let's do it. Boom. Here we go. Mm. Damn, that's glorious. I got this dialed in right now. Between the cookie dough, creamer, and the chocolate protein powder, it is basically just liquid coffee cookie batter. I'm very happy with it. Here we go. First game up, and boy, is it a doozy. It's the toilet bowl. Charlotte Hornets, three-point underdogs in Detroit. A 234 total. This is a matchup that everybody is waiting for between the team in 29th in net rating against the team in 30th in net rating. This is the 26th, 27th ranked offenses against the 28th and 30th ranked defenses. Yes, this is a game we actually have to break down. Not only do we have to break it down, but we also have a Charlotte team that doesn't have Terry Rozier on it any longer. So that will be a key piece of what we are doing. And as I look at it right now, Gordon Hayward is out. They're not going to have Kyle Lowry, obviously. I'm not even going to add him to Charlotte. Uh, Cody Martin, questionable. Nick Richards, questionable. Mark Williams is out. Here we go, folks. Let's enjoy ourselves. Let's project out the Charlotte Hornets. First up, we're going to get Nick Richards in for 28 minutes. We're going to get Miles Bridges in for 38 minutes. We are going to get Cody Martin in for 28 minutes. I think we're going to get Brandon Miller in for 31. 
And assuming LaMelo is playing, which it seems like he is, we're going to go 32 to LaMelo. Now, in theory, this feels like a day where LaMelo Ball plays some extra playing time. Played 35 last time out. Regulation. I'm going to go to 34 on LaMelo. You should expect this game to be competitive against Detroit to a degree. And he's proven he can play 35 minutes. So I expect the I expect LaMelo Ball in competitive matchups to be playing 34, 35, 36 minutes a night. So right out of the gate, we're good with uh, what looks like the starting lineup. We'll add Ish Smith in for backup point guard run. We will add Nathan Mensa in for what, like 14 minutes? That'll let us get PJ Washington in for 27. I'm going to say 28 with Rogier gone now. And that leaves me 25 for either Thor. Or Nick Smith. Probably Nick Smith grabbing about 16 or so. Again, he looks a little bit more interesting. And I guess I could hide eight. It's either going to be Bryce McGowan's getting eight or JT Thor getting eight. We are not going to care about either of those things. Um, but I think this is a rotation that we can be pretty happy with. I'm going to flip Terry Rozier over to Miami. Not that he's going to be playing today, but that's just sort of where he belongs. And now we kind of need rates. And sample-wise, this isn't going to be big. Games where LaMelo Ball has played, and we have Terry Rozier off the floor. I mean, how big of a sample could that even be for LaMelo? Like 85 minutes? Oh, 465 minutes. Okay. Now, if we take Gordon Hayward off, that's probably where it gets a little squirrely. But we're certainly bumping LaMelo Ball's usage rate. I'm going to take that up to 33 for right now. Miles Bridges has 187 minutes in this scenario. Doesn't move. PJ Washington's doesn't really move. So I think everybody's going to mostly hold true here. Because if I take, if I take Gordon Hayward off, that's probably going to limit this sample too much. That takes LaMelo to 258 minutes. It also bumps him up to 38% usage, so something to think about there. I think we could... I think I'm starting to feel pretty safe with what I've got in here. Do we have props for this team already? And the answer is... We do. LaMelo is at 28.5 real points. I like it. He's going to look pretty good today, I think. Miles Bridges is at 24 and a half, juice to the under. Which, that doesn't really surprise me too much. If I say Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, no, that's still fine. Uh, Brandon, wait, no. Miles Bridges, 92 minutes. No Rozier, no Hayward. And LaMelo was at least in the game. 25% usage. All right, so I'm going to bump that up. Get him up to 24 Richards shouldn't really move here, and he doesn't. Brandon Miller's at around 18 real points, so his does move. Brandon Miller in these scenarios, 122 minutes. 
still just an 18% usage rate. Not a huge believer in this one. If I bump him up to his like regressed rate, that gets him to 17.3, but I feel like I'm over-projecting Brandon Miller. Not going to matter for this instance. We do got to check LaMelo's assist rate, which doesn't really move. And I don't really expect anybody else's to move either. Do we have anything interesting with regards to that? Eight and a half is the assist projection for LaMelo in the market. I have seven and a half, but I don't see the path where that assist rate goes up. I think that I think he's just going to shoot more. I can't bump that assist rate. I don't. Terry Rozier off, Gordon Hayward off. I guess I'll add in last year and do the same thing. So if you add in last year, that's 500 minutes. And it's not like, okay, so that does bump up LaMelo's ball. So LaMelo's ball, not the way to say that. LaMelo ball has played 500 minutes with Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward off, including last year. His assist rate jumps up to 13 per 100 possessions. If I give him that bump, that gets him to eight and a half. I think the rest of this can hold. And now we project Detroit. So good start here. On the Charlotte side. On the Detroit side. Cade is probable. Monty Morris is probable. The Detroit Pistons are officially healthy for today. This is a disaster. Especially in this matchup. I have... So, Monty Morris has been out with a right quad injury. They unquestionably want him to play. So, I assume, like, Marcus Sasser leaves the rotation today. But this is about to get grimy. Very, very grimy. Especially getting Cade back. Oi. So, last time out, we got Hayes... Ivy, Durin, Bogdanovich, Knox. Beastu off the bench. Beastu also played 28 minutes off the bench and closed with Ivy, Durin, Burks, and Sasser. This is awful. All right. So we're going to get Jalen Durin in for 31. We're going to get Beastu in for 28. We're going to get Boyan Bogdanovich in for 31. Why did Boyan not close? Why did Boyan Bogdanovich not play the final, I don't know, 18 minutes last time out? Just really had to get those extra minutes in there for other guys not as good as him, I guess. This team, incredible. All right, I don't think... Jaden Ivey's minutes are going anywhere. I'm going to give him 30. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Probably just didn't want to work as hard against Giannis. Okay. Monty Morris. I assume they give him a normal backup rotation, the same way that they had been giving it to Sasser. Because if the Pistons don't want to play Monty Morris, then they either need to play him so they can trade him and prove that he is healthy, or just play him. (laughs) That's the only answer. Okay. Gallo played 10 minutes. Asar Thompson played 19. I think we can get Asar Thompson in for 20. Mm. Ron, you could have just stopped that sentence at, let's talk about the smart move by the Bucks. I'm going to say we get like 30 out of Cade. I don't think they're just letting him rip. I think we probably can. Oh, man. Someone's leaving this rotation. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I guess we assume that Gallo gets a rotation or two. Or does he not? Because now they don't need it. Can they get away with Duran and Stewart only? Because Stewart was out there basically every second that Duran wasn't. I think that's what they should be doing. So let's test that out. Let's get... Man, I have, I'm having a lot of trouble projecting this rotation. I don't know who they're going to cut. It's really gross. And we got to like we got to change rates. This game is going to take longer than anything else and we have 7 more to go. Probably didn't need the 15 minutes on trades out of the gate. That that probably didn't help. I mean, Kevin Knox played 8 minutes and started. Like he's got to just leave the rotation completely, right? He's gone. I think we get around 20 minutes for Asar Thompson. I think we can feel pretty good about Alec Burks playing like 22 minutes. I have 32 minutes left for two people, which are probably Killian Hayes and someone. But I don't know who that someone is.
Yeah, Ron, I don't think they did it because of the defensive decline. They knew that defensive decline was coming. I am having so much trouble figuring out what I want to do with this rotation. I don't know who they I don't know who they cut. Maybe they don't like do we start just seeing Cade play like his real size? Does this start looking like more realistic in that regard? Where we get Oh, now I kind of like the shape of this. Muscala got 16 minutes, which I didn't notice. I think that's where I need to go with this. You guys let me know what you think here. I'm starting to get a pretty good feel now that I've laid this out. We're going to go ahead and wing it there. And I'm going to say, let's just, let's evaluate the team before I touch any rates. Charlotte, LaMelo Ball at 9,600 looks great. We're talking 1.55 fantasy points per minute. Great spot against Detroit. Pace up for them as well. Everybody's going to want to get to LaMelo Ball today. 34% usage rate, 45% assist rate. I got him in for 28 and eight and a half plus five boards. I think $7,600 Miles Bridges looks pretty good for this spot, given the minutes he's playing. It's still annoying that he's power forward center. And then you can take your shots on Brandon Miller, Cody Martin, Nick Richards, P.J. Washington. If I don't touch a single rate for Detroit, now don't overreact to these numbers just yet. Durin 6,800 is probably going to look all right. Flat 3K Monty Morris will be a conversation point. Cade's at 7,800. So I'm okay with what I have in here for this rotation right now. That's going to be, you know, around 30 minutes for Boyan, Cade, Beef Stew, Ivy, and Durin. Rotation of Morris, Mascala, Hayes. Burks, Thompson, and then scattered minutes to somebody else. But let's think about Detroit rotation or Detroit rates when Cade plays, because that's what really matters. If we say, how many games has Cade Cunningham and Boyan Bogdanovich played together this year? They're one in 16. In games where Cade and Boyan have both played. In those games, Cade has got a 28.5% usage rate. Boyan has a 24.5% usage rate. 
Jaden Ivey is at 22 and a half. I think that I'm going to leave what I have in here right now, other than Isaiah Stewart has basically no usage on this team any longer. I'm okay with what I see. I can't imagine him moving assist rates too much. We don't have any... The only points prop we have for Detroit is Jalen Duran at 14 and a half. Which is good to know. I'm going to bring his usage rate down a little bit. Now this is how we would evaluate Detroit. We've got Boyan Bogdanovich at 5,800, small forward only. We've got 6,800 Jalen Duran. They are the two guys you're getting to from Detroit. If you want to take a flyer on Cade, I think it's reasonable. I don't think we know enough for today. And then Monty Morris is terrifying at flat 3K, but I don't think we'll have to talk about him in an eight-game slate. So that is what I would assume to be the hardest game to do. We move it on to Minnesota and Washington. Minnesota is an 11.5-point favorite in Washington. We also have Memphis as 10-point dogs in Miami with a 213 total, and then Portland as a 10.5-point dog on a back-to-back in Houston, 220 total. Yuck. So for Minnesota, everybody's in. For the Wizards, everybody's in. Not too much to worry about here. Same kind of rotation we normally get. Although we had Conley out last time, so I do need to correct for that mark. We're going to go ahead and get... ...29 minutes in from Mike Conley. We'll bring Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I don't know why I just clicked on Utah. I guess Mike Conley in my head. 29 minutes for Conley. We bring Nikhil Alexander-Walker down to 22. We greatly reduce Jordan McLaughlin. We cut out Shake Milton and Troy Brown. Takes us to 238. So we're basically where we want to be. I'll get Jaden McDaniels up to 25. Quick tweak of rates and we'll be okay here. So let's grab the Minnesota rates games where Conley, Gobert, Towns, Edwards, and McDaniels all started. Yeah, I thought Chauncey got the double tech on the double dribble. Edwards, 32 and a half. Gobert, 16. Towns, 26 and a half. Just out of curiosity, what is Carl Anthony Towns' points prop for today? That number would be 23 and a half, which is basically where I have him right now. We need Mike Conley, usage rate, 14 and a half. And Jaden McDaniels is at 16. We're looking good here. Nas Reed, just in case. 22 and a half. That's basically where we have him. So I think we're all right here for Minnesota. 
Washington side, not going to be all that different, if I'm guessing. We do have Gafford back, so we don't have to do the Marvin Bagley experience again. So we can pretty quickly reproject this Wizards rotation. We know what we're doing here. They don't, they don't ever really deviate. So we get Daniel Gafford in for 28. I think we're going to get Marvin Bagley in for the backup run. We got 30 out of Gafford last time. We got 17 and a half out of Bagley. And that was 48 minutes, so that feels good. We get Tyus Jones in for 30. We get Jordan Poole in for 29. We get Kyle Kuzma in for 32. And then we get Denny in for 27. I mean, they shouldn't overturn it. It was a double dribble. Call, call on the field should stand. Let's get 17 minutes in there for DeLon Wright. Let's get... Corey Kispert in for 19. Let's get Landry Shamet in for 13. And then we get Bilal Koulibaly in for 25. I have nothing else to change for Washington, and I pray these dudes don't look good. So then we go to Minnesota first. $8,700 Edwards in a matchup against the number one team in pace and the number 30 team in defensive rating. Yikes. It's insane to me. I don't want to talk about that. Not that we should be doing this, but I'm in, I'm in the talk today. I feel good. Um, they're prote protesting that a timeout was clearly called beforehand. It's 2024. One, I've never understood why there's not a timeout button at the desk. Like, there's no reason. It's the same sort of situation as, like, throwing flags and stuff in the NFL. But at least you have the, like, you can do that and look to see if a coach did it. It's the same principle here. Why do we not just have a mechanism? Like, why does a coach have to, like, run down a, an, an official to get a timeout? That's insane. You should just be able to take a timeout, like, pausing a game. So, press a button. It instigates a timeout. Notifies the refs. Maybe the shot clock lights up in green or blue or something, or yellow instead of red. There's a notification everywhere that somebody called a timeout. Similarly... You have to just be diligent about checking to see if somebody like it's very easy to find out if somebody called timeout. If they have a if they have a timeout available, you can check that in two seconds to see if they called it in time. If they didn't, then you don't grant it. If they did, then you do. We have the technology to figure this out in seconds now. You should never, ever, ever have to do this. You see it in college a lot where like you'll see a coach flying up the sideline, trying to call a timeout. That should never be the case. You should never have a case where you should be unseen. It's impossible now. Fix it. Get a button for a timeout for coaches. I've been saying it for a long time. Now, Anthony Edwards is 8,700 point guard shooting guard and looks great against Washington. Play him. Carl Anthony Towns, 8,100 power forward center, coming off of a game where he scored 60 I bet people want to fade the shit out of him, and everybody's going to say it's a chase, but uh, he's playing Washington, and they stink. 
Conley's fine. Reed's fine. Jaden McDaniels is fine. Anthony Evans and Carl Anthony Towns are the stars here. For Washington, I actually do think you can play Daniel Gafford here at 5,800. He plays enough minutes. He's a good enough per minute, dude. That price works. He's just going to be a GPP pivot. Yeah, it's always stupidity holding back smart people, S&P. It's, it's the same everywhere. It's that Jim Jeffries bit where, you know, you've got this train and all of the, like, scientists and smart people are out in that first train and they're looking back at the rest of civilization and the rest of the cars and they're just wondering why the train won't go any faster and it's because we're slowing them down and they keep looking at that pin in between the two train cars thinking, like, do we just pull this thing and get rid of all of these idiots and move forward as a society? I agree. That's where it's at. But yeah, like, there's so much automation that can be done that is just, that does not take time. Anyway, Daniel Gafford and probably nothing else from the Washington Wizards. Hit that like button, folks. Memphis Grizzlies, 10-point dogs in Miami, 213 total. Which, can we just say, is a truly terribly low total here. Not to mention Memphis without Steven Adams. Son Santi Aldama's out now, too? These guys are snake bit. Holy hell. Insane. Insane. Adams, Aldama, Bain, Clark, Laravia, Morant, Rose, Smart. Just running out of bodies. Now, the Memphis Grizzlies, who are a thorn in everyone's side, actually did win their game on Monday. Uh, starting Aldama over Tillman. Now, it seems like they have to start Tillman today. Right? Like, if Aldama's not there, they're just out of bodies that have size. So I'm going to say Tillman plays 30. And I'm going to say Jaron Jackson Jr. plays the other 18 at center. Uh, we got John Conchar starting and playing 28 minutes. We got Luke Kennard starting and playing 34 minutes. You know, I think we look at 28 for Conchar. Um... I mean, Jacob Gilliard got 13. It seems like he's going to have to play a little bit more. You know, we slot him in for 16. And then we get Luke Kennard up to... I mean, I think he just has to play a bunch. Ah, uh, Ron, I'm a nothing. I'm a nothing. I'm on everything. I don't want to see anybody lose jobs either, but we can't get in the way of progress. Like, like, do you like where does where do you draw the line there? It, it happens in everything. Everybody's gonna lose things that they used to have. When we figured out that coal wasn't the best move. Sucks for coal miners, but, like, you know, figure out something else. You are not entitled to do the thing you do every day just because you did it. 
There is a tough shit to life. Find another skill. It happens for everything across the board all the time. I have no loyalty to things like that. So Vince Williams played 35 minutes. That just feels safe. Big body David Roddy only played 23 minutes last time out, but they're going to need more of that big body, I think. They really don't have dudes that could, like, play the four. Is LaRavia out, too? Yeah. Um, Gigi Jackson played 21 minutes. That kind of feels about right. So I have 24 minutes left over. I got to get Zaire Williams out on the floor. He played 14, but clearly has to play more. Do I have a place that I could hide six more minutes? Are there even additional bodies left on this team? Let's take a look at the Grizzlies. See, Ron, now I'm getting it on the opposite side. And I don't mean that negatively. Just like, I, I probably have wildly distinctive different views that are aggressive on both sides of the political parties. And it's probably why I pay zero attention to all things politics. I could not give a shit about politics. It is the least interesting thing in the world to me. You'll see that in shows that I do with Laffy when he'll say something and I'll just be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Any of these names that I'm looking at here? Okay, so we so Scotty Pippen. I got to get Scotty Pippen available, I guess. Do I have him on a roster? Do I have him in my model? I do. All right, so he is Scotty Pippen Jr. I don't know if he's with the team, but I assume he's with the team. I got a sneeze coming, too. Scotty Pippen Jr. Come on down. You're the next contestant to get six minutes. I reckon I can keep the rates the same as last time. You know, Santi Aldama doesn't make that change. So now we look at the Miami side. Now, there's basically no way Terry Rozier is playing. We obviously don't have Kyle Lowry anymore. So, now, Kyle Lowry did get dumped to the bench last time, or recently, so I assume we're just going to get Josh Richardson stepping into a more regular role, and we have to fill up a little bit more playing time that can go to your Haywood Highsmiths of the world, things like that. 
I got 34 for Hero. Uh, we're going to get Kevin Love back playing. Let's see, he played about 14 the last two nights. I'm just going to say backup five run and then potentially a little bit more, but we'll hash that out in a second. Caleb Martin's minutes have been ramping back up. I think, you know, something in that 29 range will make some sense. I think we can look at something in that 16 to 20 range on Highsmith. Mm. Who else do we need to give more playing time to? Uh, I can give an extra minute to Duncan Robinson. Bring Bam or Butler down to 34. Jovic still playing about 20 a night. Maybe we're looking at like 18 here for Jovic. That leaves me 12 minutes. I guess I give Kevin Love a couple extra just because it doesn't matter. And then I hide like nine on RJ Hampton. Yeah, I can handle that. Rates aren't changing. So let's look at this game. Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., 8,200 power forward center. Keep your eye on the dynamic between him and Carl Anthony Towns for ownership. These guys are attached at the hip right now. Guessing I got to fix Scotty Pippen's name for FanDuel. So, Scotty Pippen Jr., Scotty Pippen. Got it. Let's see. Yeah, like for Memphis, it's, you know, you could work Jaron Jackson for sure. Kennard, okay. Conchar, okay. Tillman, okay. Gigi Jackson, okay. For Miami, $8,500 Bam Adebayo looking pretty good in this spot and should absolutely eat. Tyler Hero, 7,600, point guard, shooting guard. Solid. I think you're ranking it Bam, one, Hero, two, maybe Butler, maybe Richardson. Three games down. We've been going for 45 minutes. Off to a hell of a pace. Portland Trailblazers, 10.5 point dogs on a back-to-back -back against Houston. 222 total. Sorry, 220 total. I, I, I'm just assuming that the Portland rotation from last night is the Portland rotation we get today. I don't really see a, a path where it can't be. Portland obviously lost by two to OKC last night. They played a nine-man rotation. I think they're... I didn't expect that, but that's what I have in to a degree. 33 minutes for Simons, 24 for Scoot. I will make... 25, 20 for Kamara, 31 for Brogdon, 34 for Jeremy Grant, 
I'm going to make 33. 26 for Jabari Walker. Walker played 33 yesterday. I'm taking him up to 30. 28 for Ayton. He got 27. 18 for Dwap Reith. He played 20. Feeling good here for Portland. There's a very little chance that we're going to like this. There's no reason you should get chat. I don't know who's messing this up, but Terry Rozier should be projected for zero fantasy points. It doesn't matter what's going on today. Uh, there's no situation where he's playing. Terry Rozier will, will not be an option on today's slate. All right, Houston. They've had some weird shit going on. Who's available for the Rockets? Reggie Bullock questionable. Tari Eason out. Jalen Green questionable. So this is mostly just their normal stuff. 37 minutes I have in for Van Vliet. They have really dialed that back. I'm going to go to 36. You know what? I'm going to reproject their lineup. 36 to Van Vliet. Uh, we're going to go 30 to Jalen Green. 34 to Dylan Brooks. I don't know, 30. We'll go 34 to Shingoon. We'll go 34 to Jabari Smith. That all feels about right to me. I might be light on these guys, but the matchup is slowing me down. Now, we get... Jeff Green in for some backup center run. We get Aaron Holiday in for some backup point guard run. We get Amon Thompson in for some backup something run, along with Cam Whitmore and Jay Sean Tate. So let's get Tate in for 14. Whitmore in for 18. And then Amon Thompson. I mean, where are all these minutes going? I don't think it really matters, but there are way too many minutes to go around for Houston. No rate changes or anything for Houston. I'm guessing they look all right. Blazers don't. They don't have a single 5X guy on the team. You should feel very comfortable not getting to the Portland Trailblazers, barring any news. Houston 8th in defensive rating, 22nd in pace, bad spot, back-to-back, -back, 220 total, ignore Portland. Houston, do not ignore $8,300 Alper and Shingoon. Time to look at rates. Uh, this could be a problem. I can't have him that over-projected. There's no way. Points prop for Shingoon is 24.5. I got him at 
Rebound prop for Shangun, nine and a half, juice to the over. I have him at 9.6. You could argue I'm light there. Assist rate for Shangun is four and a half. Now I've got 5.2. We can say that that assist rate is offsetting the rebounds. I have Alperin Shangun at 6x his salary today, 8,300. He is without question the best play that we have looked at so far on this show. By far. 1.4. He's at 1.4 fantasy points per minute over the last 30 days, and he's got a matchup against Portland. He looks exceptional. Exceptional. You should be getting to a lot of Alper and Shangun. He is, as of right now, the best play we've looked at. I like. I don't mind Fred Van Vliet for 7,400. I certainly don't mind Jabari Smith at 5,900. Both of those guys, excellent values in this spot. You can play Jalen Green. You can play Dylan Brooks. But it is Shangun one. Van Vliet and Jabari Smith are both basically tied for second. Brooks and Green would be after that. But play Alper and Shingun. I cannot stress that enough. Dude's going to be owned, too. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, six and a half point underdogs in Milwaukee. 236 total. You guys ready to go on a little bit of a journey? Time for another random thought process here. I want to get Darius Garland to Orlando. Cleveland's going to have to make some sort of move. You can't have Garland, Mitchell, Mobley, and Allen. And obviously Mitchell doesn't want to be there, but they're playing incredibly well. Plus minus for Mitchell-Allen combos. Exceptional. Plus minus for Mitchell-Mobley-Allen lineups. Fantastic. Garland seems like the odd man out. No team needs Darius Garland to me more than Orlando. That's the move I want to try to pull off. Brandon, I agree. I agree, but I don't know if you can. Like, how do you trade Cleveland right now? 26 and 15, plus 4.1 net rating. They're third in defensive rating, middle of the pack in offense. You can't trade. They can't trade Donovan Mitchell. They literally can't trade him. They have to do whatever they can. If you trade Darius Garland, what can you get back that fits alongside Mitchell? I'll posit that the perfect fit coming back to Cleveland would be including a third team into this trade. How can you trade Darius Garland to Orlando? Or I guess, in theory, to the second team that I'm going to mention, but I like him more on Orlando. How can we get Alex Caruso to Cleveland? Because I like the idea of getting a 40% whatever three-point shooter defensive-oriented dude as the backcourt pairing to Donovan Mitchell. I think the fit there is fantastic. There are probably additional things that can start moving around in those trades. You can get younger guys from Orlando. Like, you know, you want to trade Anthony Black to Chicago in that kind of deal. That's fine. You've got Gary Harris's matching salary. I honestly think he would be interesting in Cleveland as another, like, eighth guy on their rotation. You also need to start playing Sam Merrill. Uh, Sam Merrill, 43% from three this season, and he is shooting... More threes than basically everybody. 13.5 three-point attempts per 75 possessions 
for Sam Merrill. He's basically shooting as frequently as Steph Curry does in his prime. And he's shooting 40% from three. Yeah, so the only way you can do what I'm saying is if Donovan Mitchell agrees to re-sign. I don't think he's going to agree to re-sign, but I want to get Garland to Orlando because I think that's the perfect fit. The perfect fit. If you can lock down Bancaro, Franz Wagner, Darius Garland, I like that trio. Anyway, for Cleveland. Uh, Cavaliers. Garland out. Levert questionable. Mobley out. You know who else is out today? That's going to be Tristan Thompson, who got popped for the juice. It's almost like you're surprised that Tristan Thompson was on the sauce. So, uh, saucy Tristan Thompson going to be out for a minute. Um, guessing we just get Damian Jones just stepping into that role. Playing, you know, 14 minutes or something as a backup center. And we got to get Karis LeVert back in. And we'll give him... 28 minutes. Got Isaac Okoro in for 20. I need to bring that down to 27. Is Max... They're really like icing Max Struess, huh? Um... Did Craig Porter Jr. become Craig Porter Jr.? All right, those two guys being in my model twice is a problem. I got to figure out why that's happening. Doesn't really matter, but I got to figure that out. We'll hide nine minutes on him. Sorry, seven minutes on him. No rate changes or anything for Cleveland. We'll go to the Milwaukee side. Let's look at Garland for this year. Mm. Get him there. Get him there. Team Garland. 23 years old, too. He'll be 24 shortly, but still. Get him there. All right, Milwaukee. So, uh, obviously... This is a mildly new-look team. Giannis is probable. I don't really see where they're going to be making major changes to a rotation. That just doesn't... Like, they don't have enough dudes for Doc to come in and, like, really wholesale make some changes here. 
At least I don't think they do. Jay Crowder is the type of guy that I think Doc's going to play a little bit more. Feels like that would be a thing. You know what time it is, folks. It's time for Chandre to say things in chat that are obviously not correct. Can't believe the Bucks did that to Griffin. The only person that can't believe that is you. You're the only one. Only person surprised by that. It never changes, guys. I tell you every day. It never changes. Never, never, never. Campaign just being out of the rotation is interesting because they don't really have more dudes to put into the rotation. Beasley's minutes are just back up again. I feel okay with this rotation, though. I don't think we're going to like a lot here on the Cleveland end. I mean, look, it's still Donovan Mitchell at 9,700, point guard, shooting guard eligible. Donovan Mitchell looking a lot like a slightly more expensive Anthony Edwards today. 7,700 for Jared Allen is totally fine, but is just dwarfed by Alper and Shingun. Levert, okay. Struess, okay. Okoro, okay. <sighs> Damian Lillard's struggles on defense are not... Why? Adrian Griffin got fired by the Bucks. So, again, 0 for 2 now in chat. But you can set a watch to this, folks. Uh, Giannis, 11K power forward center, 52, 0.52, sorry, 5.2 value. Looks solid. Middleton, 6,600. Middleton's the guy that you want to get to from Milwaukee. Uh, 6,600 shooting guard, small forward. He is the best option on the Bucks. I don't mind Lopez. Just add him to the list of centers that aren't Alper and Shingun. I don't mind Dame at 8,900. But it's it's Giannis and Middleton. Middleton would be my preferred option. I like the flexibility in the price. And he's been at 1.17 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days. OKC, seven-point favorites on the back-to-back -back in San Antonio. Uh, can't imagine a lot looks good for this one. OKC, like you know, like should look incrementally better, but I think we just assume that the OKC rotation is the same rotation we always get. I'm not going to make any changes off of them on a back-to-back. -back. San Antonio is, you know, obviously a giant thorn in people's side. Barlow out, Trey Jones questionable, which really does matter for this team. But I don't think we're moving too much around. I got Wemby for 26, Collins for 22, Trey for 30. We're getting more and more Blake Wesley, less and less of Malachi Branham. I got 32 for Vassell. Case to be made, that should be 33. I got 28 for Keldon Johnson. I can't take a minute there. I will take one from Champagne. 31 for Sohan looks fine. I guess we bring Chetty down to 14. Let's me bump up McDermott. Very easy game to break down, OKC and San Antonio.
You're skipping pho? Like the food? Not a big pho guy. Tastes like licorice. Oh, that game's at 8.30? So I have that game at 10 o'clock in my schedule. So I didn't skip anything. I just... It's next. <laughs> so the OKC game is at 9.30. The Suns game is at 8.30. Yeah, uh, Basketball Reference had that one at 10 o'clock. Yeah, don't worry, guys. We didn't miss it. We just... It wasn't next for me. Is the OKC game not... Oh, FanDuel dropped this one. Did FanDuel drop OKC and Atlanta? Isn't the sixth gamer on FanDuel? That's interesting. All right, OKC. Um, same thing we, it always is. It's Chet, who looks good. It's Shea, who looks good. It's Jalen Williams, who looks good. It's Giddy and Dort, who are like filler. San Antonio, $8,300 Wemby. Do not be afraid to get to him. He does and will look good. Oh, are we getting, we're getting Wemby Chet. That's fun. Wemby versus Chet. That, that's something people want to watch. Let's get some Wemby Chet going on. I like Wemby today. I think he looks really good. It, it just sucks that he, you know, could potentially be limited, but... We'll keep an eye on that, right, S&P? It's Wemby. Uh, you know, Keldon Johnson's all right. Devin Vassell is all right. Now, I'll get back to Phoenix so that I don't get yelled at at all. One and a half point favorites in Dallas. 241 total. Phoenix has a Q tag on Eric Gordon. Uh, he didn't play last time out. Dallas has a Q tag on Seth Curry, Luka Doncic, Dante Exum, and Kyrie Irving. So that's, uh, you know, not easy to deal with. <laughs> Pretty annoying for the late swaps for Dallas that are inevitably coming. I'm going to gut this entire rotation for Phoenix to make my life easier. 36 minutes to Bradley Beal. 37 minutes to Devin Booker. 33 minutes to Grayson Allen. 37 minutes to Kevin Durant. 27 minutes to Yusuf Nurkic. Eubanks gets 14. Who else gets anything? Metu didn't play. They went... Oh, even with Eric Gordon out, five, six, seven, eight. They went to like an eight and a half man rotation. That's surprising to me. Hmm. Well, let's get Eric Gordon in for his pretty standard 26. That should help this out a little bit. Katie Bates Diop plays like 13 a night. Josh Akogi plays like 13 a night. I have four minutes left over that I don't really care who gets, so we'll give, the, we'll give those to Metu.
Phoenix is easy. As weird as it sounds, Dallas is easy right now just because, well, it's the Exum piece that's really a problem. Because now we have to project Exum back in. And that's where it gets a little dicey. So, Dante Exum has missed the last nine games, and he went out in the 10th game. He basically hasn't played in this calendar year. So I think we go like 24 to Exum. We get, you know, that 37 out of Kyrie. We get Hardaway in for... Want 30, I guess. And then we can get Luca in for 37. We get Lively in for 26. Did they do something weird last game? Dwight Powell out of the rotation. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So they went to a stupid eight man rotation as well. What are we doing here? Look, he got fired because he wasn't qualified to be a head coach. He wasn't qualified to be a head coach before this season started, and they proved that throughout the season. There's a reason that he was interviewed 15 times by in other situations and never received a job. That should be incredibly telling. I, I guess we're getting like 20. Who played backup center? When did they play last? All right, January 22nd. Dallas lost to Boston by nine. Okay, maybe that's why you don't play Dwight Powell. So when Lively was off, Maxi was the backup center every time. That works for me. I'm going to give six minutes of rotation to Dwight Powell as my placeholder. That'll let me get 20 to Maxi Kleba, 20 to Grant Williams. Griffin did hire a better assistant, and Terry Stotts was like, yo, this dude's a moron. I'm out of here before the season starts. So, that doesn't help. Yep, there it is. Thanks, SMP. Let's get Derek Jones in for his 28. Ooh, that leaves me a... We're going to take those Dwight Powell minutes away ASAP, Rocky. That only gets me to 18 on Josh Green, but I think that's okay. I don't know where else they would come from. Maybe we can get to 20 on Josh Green. We bring Grant Williams down. I don't really... We could, in theory, bring Derek Jones Jr. down a notch. None of this is going to matter. Let's look and see what we have here. First up is Phoenix. Uh, if you're surprised to hear this, the only guys that you should play from the Phoenix Suns are Kevin Durant, Yusuf Nurkic, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal. None are priorities. They all basically look the same. I would put Beal last of the... Well, I would put Nurkic last, Beal third, and then Booker and Durant are basically tied. None of it looks good, though. On the Dallas side, 
like I said, we have a Q tag on Luca, Kyrie Irving, Dante Exum, and Seth Curry. I like Luca at 11-3. I like Kyrie at 9K. I don't mind Derek Lively at 5,100. I don't anticipate having a ton of this game. I do anticipate, though, you guys hitting the like button, which for the 171 of you in here, you haven't been helping me out. Only 45 likes. Let's hit that number. If you're, you know, there are 130 of you in here that definitely haven't done it. If you're here and you're watching this show, help me out a little bit. Hit that thumbs up. Helps me out a ton. Costs you nothing. Final game for today. The Atlanta Hawks. Late night hammer. Seven point underdogs in Golden State. 233 total. Atlanta, obviously, potentially making some moves. I'm guessing Trey Young is out. Yep, Trey Young out, Wes Matthews out, DeAndre Hunter out, Bruno Fernando questionable. For the Warriors, no Moses Moody, Chris Paul, Gary Payton. Q tag on Brandon Pajemski. You guys know what to do with chat right now. In this moment, you know what to do. You need to know. At least on this one, it's like sort of right, but it's not really the point of any of this. It's, look, the Milwaukee Bucks were going to have a top five offense in this league if they didn't even hire a coach. Just roll the damn ball out to Damian Lillard and Chris Middleton and Giannis and Brooke Lopez these guys were just going to be good no matter what. They didn't have to do shit. It didn't matter who the coach was. You can just be like, you guys figure it out. And during the regular season, that team was going to beat the shit out of everybody. Was never even up for debate. They could have used anybody. They could have let some random dude from the stands be the coach each day. And their offense would have been spectacular because of their personnel. It's almost like Damian Lillard and Giannis and Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton are talented offensively, and that doesn't make needing a coach any different. All right, Atlanta is a totally different rotation. I mean, it's just... There's nothing... Uh, like, at some point in time, I just need to, like, excise you like a bad mole... Reading it makes me, like, reading your stuff makes me sad on the inside. You know? It's one of those situations. All right, 37 minutes for DeJounte Murray. We get 33 out of Bogdanovich. Have Capella and Okongwu done anything weird? No. What'd they do last game? Man, I can't believe the Bucks didn't know Dame doesn't play defense. That must have been just a mind-blowing thing. They were like, you know what? I bet our defense holds up when we trade Drew Holiday for Damian Lillard. Yeah. Yeah. You know what their problem was defensively? 
When Griffin put in a different system and the entire team had to be like, yo man, it's game four and this sucks. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. I just, I can't. Wow, so they just like straight up closing a Kongwu. I don't know, 20, 25 Capella? 25 Bakongwu? Something like that? Jalen Johnson in for 35. I'm guessing Jalen Johnson's rates look so much different with Trey off. Yeah, you know what happens to that theory? He's the coach players need to adapt. You want to go with that thought process? That You think that's the smart one? That's how you get fired and end up at home. It literally just happened. If you think that he's the coach and players need to adapt, you would be mistaken. The players dictate the league. We know this. And that is why Adrian Griffin is going to drink his coffee at his couch and not have to report to the arena today because he is no longer the coach. Do you know why? Because the players didn't need to adapt. He did. He had no weight to his voice. Why would they listen to him? They've won a title. They know what, like, that. it was never going to happen like that. <laughs> yeah. Good, good luck. Adrian Griffin rolling into the owner's office like, man, Giannis won't listen to me. And that owner's just like, get out. <laughs> How else was that going to happen? <laughs> Can you imagine... Can you imagine? Oh my God. A guy that no one wanted as a coach over and over and over again flamed out and were surprised? No, no one's surprised but you. So Andrew, it is that way in sports when the coach deserves it. If Eric Spolstra goes to management and tries to get something done, like Jimmy Butler, is, his voice is going to carry a lot less weight. When Adrian Griffin, a man that's never coached before, steps in and tries to tell Giannis what to do, and the entire team is like, this idea sucks. Your weight stopped. Your voice doesn't matter. They should have fired him Two months ago. They should have never hired him at all. That would have been better. Eric Spolster didn't blow 15 interviews before he got the heat job. Unequivocally, 100%, with very little difference in the media. Adrian Griffin being canned was not only not a surprise, but the right move. What do you mean I'm making stuff up? It's incredible. Incredible. 
This stuff is obvious when you want it, like when you let it be obvious. It really is. They don't make it harder on us. So I guess Trent Forrest is in the rotation. Patty Mills is like a backup point guard dude now. I guess Garrison Matthews is just like gonna have to play a bunch. And then we hide five somewhere. That dude was dead in the water in the first week of the regular season. That is impressive. If anybody ever wanted to know whether or not the Bucks made a mistake, you can figure it out by reading chat at this moment right now. Because they clearly didn't. <laughs> SMP, don't be bringing facts into this conversation. That's not going to get us anywhere. All right, Trey Young off because we need the updated rates. And then we're going to get Bogdan Murray, Jalen Johnson. I should say two of those guys on the floor at least. That should be enough. It's almost like you shouldn't make decisions based on what a what a team's record is, but that's just me. That's just me. All right, Murray. Trey Young off at least two of Murray, Bogdanovich, and Jalen Johnson on the floor because they are the usage drivers for this team. Murray's got a 27% usage rate in that time. Gonna lock him in at 26 and a half. Do we have a points prop for Atlanta right now? We do. Murray's at 26 and a half. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm way light. What kind of usage rate do I gotta give DeJounte Murray to get him there? Do I gotta take Hunter off too? Maybe. All right, Hunter and Young off. At least two on. That gets me up to 28 and a half. That gets me to 24 and a half. I'm still way low. Has there been any reporting on the on how Doc is going to get signed? I don't mind the Doc signing at all if it's not long term. Like if he's a placeholder with the ability to extend based on performance, I don't hate that that much. They just needed someone that, like, the players will respect. And, like, you can't just... You can't go to the coach store in the middle of the year. Daniel, everything... 
All of the things that I have said are the facts that have already come out. Bogdanovich up to like 24%. Yeah, I might be a little high. SMP, I'm with you. I just I don't know what else you do. Like at some point you're better off if you're if you're doing this for this year, you at least need someone that's seen it in the middle of the season. It it all depends to me how long they sign. Like if they just give him four years, then I I don't like it at all. But if they're just like, you know, he's the interim coach for the rest of the season. You know, if we win the title, we're keeping him, obviously. Like, that kind of thing. I can't get mad at that. I just don't know what else you could possibly do. They're, they're clearly not going to bring Coach Bud back. Like, you can't have Joe Prunty be the guy at that point. I just don't, I don't know what else they could have done. And that only matters to me. Yes, noted incredible catch and shoot guy Damian Lillard can't play without the ball. That's true. I don't know how he, he's. I don't know what he would do with an open look. That would be just terrible. Can you imagine if Chris Middleton and Giannis ran a pick and roll with Dame in the corner? How just useless that would be. I mean, they'd be helping off of him. He'd never make that shot. Or, or if you approach this from a place of logic, you would watch him not be able to be left by a defender and create all of this additional space. Why would you want to take the ball out of Giannis's hands? Why? Why would you want to take the ball out of Dame's hands? You shouldn't want that case. You should want him them to have the ball for 42 minutes of the game every single time you play in the playoffs because they're incredible. S&P, it's not a bit. I've read so much stupidity outside of this that it's it's oddly enough not a bit. It's just natural incompetence. It comes so natural. You got to remember. You got to remember. Every time you speak to someone in life, there's a 50-50 chance that they are in below-average intelligence. <laughs> Damian Lillard. Per game. 2.3 three-point attempts in catch-and-shoot. He is shooting 45% on catch-and-shoot threes. Just can't. I can't. I'm going to finish this slate off before I go insane. Sadiq Bey's points don't move. Jalen Johnson's points do move. Kinda. I don't know how 
kind of get Murray's usage rate up much higher. That's kind of wild. I assume his assist rate is staggering, too. Not as staggering as I would have expected. Bogdanovich actually gets the biggest assist rate bump. That's interesting to me. I think we're good on Atlanta, and um, if we're lucky, Golden State barely needs to be moved. Look, obviously Butler Middleton didn't go my way when I said it. But I'll stand by the fact that Chris Middleton is a better fit around, around Giannis than Jimmy Butler. And at the time, Middleton was actually good. You know, like a third-team All-NBA type guy. Then I said that, and he was immediately was just like, you know what? I'm never going to play like this again. <laughs> this is the worst. The absolute worst. All right, let's project out this Golden State team, uh, which shouldn't be too bad. I got 34 minutes in for Steph. We've got 29 for Andrew Wiggins. 24 for Draymond. Welcome back. 18 Looney, 12 Trace Jackson Davis. Twenty-seven for Kaminga, twenty-three Sarich. Yeah, I don't really have anything to move around for Golden State. I like that we went the full hour and a half today, though. That's a that's always that's always great. Atlanta, ooh baby, it's six K Bogdan Bogdanovich. Come on down, folks. You're the next contestant on the. You gotta play this guy a lot. Bogdan Bogdanovich, best thing you can get for Atlanta. Maybe the second best play I've seen other than Shangun, and maybe even better than Shangun just because of price. Clearly, get to DeJounte Murray, Jalen Johnson, Okongwu, Sadiq Bey. All of these guys look pretty good. Golden State's defense stinks. Pace of this game is totally fine. And there's no Trey Young. You want to get a lot of Atlanta. On the opposite side, I think you're really only going to get to Steph and Clay, and that's it. 28 real points for Steph. I'm on it. Clay, 19. I'm on it. That's where we're at. Let's run some crunches. Why do you hope he gets another opportunity? Who, do you know him? Who cares? Why are you standing for a guy that is meaningless? I don't not hope he gets another opportunity, but I certainly don't give a shit one way or the other. Why would it matter? In what world would you care? All right, let's run some crunches, folks. Optimal lineups on DraftKings. Oh, no. SMP, I'll wait until you see the screen. Uh, yeah. 278.3. Flat 3K Monty Morris in the optimal and in 49 of 50 optimal lineups. 
Bogdan Bogdanovich, Sadiq Bey, Victor Wembenyama, Alperin Shingun, Fred Van Vliet, Anyeko Okongwu, and Chet Holmgren. Um, uh, so here's the thing. And here's the here's the conversation point that we need to have because we need to talk about Monty Morris quickly. This is a playing time problem. This is a this is a playing time problem because while I have him in for 16 minutes, I am taking some of that playing time away. And that's mostly because I don't think he's likely to play like 22. So I think 16 is just too high. So I'm going to cut that down to 14, which should alleviate this problem. He's going to show up just because flat 3K guys that, that aren't 0.7 fantasy point per minute guys are a problem. So if I take those two minutes off, okay. He's around, but he's not around a lot. 276.4 optimal. Konchar, Bogdanovich, Bay, Bridges, Shingun, Murray, Jabari Smith, and Yeko Okongwu. Lots of Atlanta tonight with no Trey, which is not at all surprising. Not at all surprising. Now, what we'll really see here, this is going to flatten out a lot. Bogdanovich at the top, Shingun at the top. This is what we expected. Jabari Smith is there too. And remember, we've, we've got Houston taking on Portland on a back-to-back. -back. Like, this is a great spot for Portland. Bogdanovich, Jabari Smith, Shingun, Bay, Murray, Van Vliet, Akongwu. That's all at the top. You finally get to LaMelo Ball. Morris is still sneaking in there, but I don't think he'll matter by the end of the day. All it takes is, like, one more value, dude, and none of it'll matter. Wemby a little bit higher than I was expecting, but the moral of the story is play a bunch of Atlanta. Whoop, sorry, guys. Play a bunch of Atlanta. Play a bunch of... Houston. They are the two best things. On FanDuel, remember, very different slate. Not the same amount of games. What do we have on the FanDuel side? We have, at least we know we won't see Sarah, we won't see uh, Monty Morris on FanDuel, that helps. LaMelo Ball, Cody Martin, Luke Kennard, Anthony Edwards, Malik Beasley, Miles Bridges, Jabari Walker, Jaden McDaniels, Yusuf Nurkic, 283.04. We've got Bridges in 50 of 50, Edwards in 49, LaMelo in 49, Jaden McDaniels in 45, McDaniel's price at 5,200 now, small forward, power forward. Uh, Nurk in 82. 6,900 for Nurk, decent price. 
If we flatten these guys out, again, remember, this is a very, very different slate on FanDuel. They dropped two of the games. You got LaMelo at the top of the heap on FanDuel. Jabari Walker not far from not far behind. Luke Kennard, Malik Beasley, Jaden McDaniels rounds out the rest. There we go, folks. That was a fun one, man. I hope everybody enjoyed dunking all over Chandre. I got a lot out of that for sure. Um, strategy show, contenders, prize picks, deeper dive. You've got me for everything. Make sure you hit that like button on your way out the door. I went too long today. I didn't have time for this. I got to go record some prize picks videos. So I appreciate you guys being here. I will talk to you later. This was the process.